Due to the coronavirus and the safety guidelines from the government not to meet with more than 10 people, we have chosen only to do online services until further notice. Due to the amount of people that are on Sunday morning that are broadcasting on YouTube and Facebook, we have chosen to pre-record the message and upload it and have it ready for you on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. The title will be dated as the date of the service. Example, Sunday, April 5th, 2020, message from Identity Church in Daltona, Florida. If you have not liked our Facebook page, go to Identity Church Facebook page and hit like. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go to there and hit the subscribe and hit the bell, then hit all. You will be notified when we post new videos. If you already liked our Identity Church Facebook page or have subscribed to our YouTube channel, you will not need to do anything. You will be notified when the video is posted. In the description below, there will be a link to our Facebook page, YouTube, and our website. If you have any questions, please contact the media department at kkelly at identitychurch.net. Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. Well, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Easter Sunday. Um, it's a little bit different Easter than uh, most churches uh, are used to. Normally Easter, uh, everybody gets dressed up and it's there twice a year they come to church. Well, it's time to have church right where you're at. It's time for maybe Easter to come get you. And uh, so it's going to be a little different uh, with many of you at home. Um, I just want to thank you for joining the Identity Church service. Um, we were going to have a little worship. Uh, Miss Stephanie is going to uh, take us into some worship. So let's uh, just, uh, Lord, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you that, that this represents the day that you came out of the grave and that the resurrection was completed and the finished work of the cross. Lord, that's the message today. It's, it's, it is finished. That That is what was said. It is finished. We thank you that you finished your portion that needed to be finished, but you've now handed us the keys. You've handed us the assignment to turn the world upside down and to complete what you finished. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Miss Stephanie. Life they come and the road ahead gets 
majesty I will lift these hands in faith I will believe Oh, if my heart is overwhelmed And I cannot hear your voice I hold on to what is true Though I cannot see And if the storms of life they come And the road ahead gets steep I will lift these hands in faith I will believe I remind myself of all that you've done And the life I have because of your son I remind myself of all that you've done Love came down and rescued me Love came down and set me free I am yours, I am forever yours Mountain high, valley low I sing out, I remind my soul I am yours, I am forever yours My heart is filled with hope And every promise comes my way And when I feel your hands of grace Rest upon me Staying desperate for you, God Staying humble at your feet I will lift these hands in praise Oh, I will believe Oh, and my heart is filled with hope And every promise comes my way And when I feel your hands of grace Rest upon me I'm staying desperate for you, God I'm staying humbled at your feet And I will lift these hands in praise I will believe, oh yeah. I remind myself of all that you've done And the life I have because of your son of all that you've done for the life I have because of your son love came down and rescued me love came down and set me free I am yours I am forever yours Mountain high, valley low I sing out, I remind my soul I am yours, I am forever yours Your love came down, love came down Rescued me, love came down Set me free, 
I am yours, I am forever yours. Mountain high, valley low, I sing out, I remind my soul that I am yours, I am forever yours. I am yours, I am yours. For all my days, Jesus, I am yours. I am yours. Oh, I am yours. For all my days, Jesus, I am yours. Oh, I am yours. I am yours for all my days, Jesus, I am yours. Oh, I am yours, I am yours for all my days, Jesus, I am yours. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. I'm yours. I am forever yours. Mountain high, valley low. I sing out, I remind my soul. I'm yours. I am forever yours. Your love came down. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. I'm yours. I am forever yours. Oh, mountain high, valley low. I sing out, I remind my soul, I am yours, I am forever yours. Oh, I remind my soul, oh yeah, I remind my soul, I am yours, for forever I am yours. Oh, I remind my soul. Yes, I remind my soul Oh, that I am yours I am forever yours I am yours I am yours For all my days Jesus, I am yours Yes, I am yours, I am yours, for all my days, Jesus, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, mountain high or valley low, I am yours, I am yours. Mountain high, valley low, I am yours, I am yours. Mountain high, valley low, oh, I am yours. 
There was a moment when the lights went out When death had claimed its victory The king of love had given up his life The darkest day in history They're on a cross they made for sinners For every curse is blood atoned When final breath and air was finished But not the end we could have known for the earth began to shake And the veil was torn What sacrifice was made As the heavens roared And all King Jesus and all hail the Lord of heaven and earth all hail King Jesus all hail the Savior of the world There was a moment when the sky lit up A flash of light breaking through When all was lost he crossed eternity The king of life was on the move Oh yeah there was a moment when the sky lit up A flash of light breaking through When all was lost he crossed eternity The king of life was on the move in a dark hotel where the Lord was laid one miraculous breath and we're forever changed oh yeah all hell king Jesus, all hail the Lord of heaven and earth, all hail King Jesus, all hail the Savior.
the world, all hell, King Jesus, and all hell, the Lord of heaven and earth, all hell, King Jesus, oh, all hell, Savior of the world. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 Confess that he is Lord, lift up your shout, let us join with all of heaven, singing holy, oh, 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 we say you are, you are holy. All hail King Jesus And all hail Lord of heaven and earth All hail King Jesus, all hail the Savior of the world, all hail King Jesus, all hail the Lord of heaven and earth, all hail King Jesus, all hail Savior of the world. Ooh, we hail you, Jesus. Oh, hail King Jesus, all hail King Jesus, oh, King of the earth, Lord of heaven and earth, oh, Lord heaven and earth, oh, mm. 
Oh, help in Jesus. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. Well, you know, being Easter and uh, sunrise service, um, some of you probably have watching this after the fact, you know, Easter morning was very early, it's between 5.30 and 6 when uh, they found the risen Christ. So, you know, if you're watching this at that time of the morning, that's when we're doing our sunrise service. If you're listening to it later, it's been recorded and done with, but you can still enjoy that. But I'm Pastor Charlie Coker, and I thank you for joining Identity Church today on Easter Sunday. <laughs> um, I just want to do an offering, give you an opportunity to give. Um, there's multiple ways to give. You can get on our church app, and uh, you can give directly through the giving app. Also, you can text give, and that, that number is 386-753-3233. You can give to that if you text that number. If you've put your credit card information in one time, you can just text that amount from there and on. If you have a new credit card um, or you get a uh, have to replace that, you can just put reset and you'll put it in one more time and do it. I want to thank you. Uh, we have seen some activity on the giving app and the text. I think the greatest one was uh, coming into the Somebody shoving a pretty large amount of cash in the door and a note, you know, God is faithful. Whoever that was, we thank you. Uh, I guess you won't get credit for it since I don't know who you are, but uh, I thank you for your faithfulness. But uh, I'll actually leave that door open a little bit. If, if, if some of you want to give larger amounts, you know, you just shove it in, blow it in. <laughs> we'll take it any way you want to get it. But uh, I just want to tell you that God is faithful. Uh, God is faithful. Um, I do just want, kind of want to preach the, the real the Easter message a little bit, and I'm going to kind of just not go line by line in Scripture. Uh, sometimes that just loses its effect with it. Um, but uh, last night, uh, me and some of my brothers, uh, Ryan Higby, Ron Culver, and uh, Rusty Owens, and James Cotton, and, and uh, Eddie Robinson, and the crazy Cajuns, from Louisiana, Bobby and, and Eddie, we all just kind of did a, what's God saying? We wanted to hear what, you know, you know, the Bible is very clear. He says, we hear in part and we know in part. In other words, I only have a part. And I need to hear your part. And, and I need to hear Ron's part. And I need to hear Brian Higby's part. And, <clears throat> you know, we, we chose not to invite Papa Jack because we would cower down and bow down to him and it'd be daddy talking to us because we needed to get some work done. We needed to figure out what God's doing. I think one of the funniest things is that Rusty Owens, I said, Rusty, so what do you think's going on? He goes, I think daddy's tired of the, the, the body of Christ staying home with mama, and that's why he kicked us out of the church. He says, and what, he says I see the father just taking this, some of us kids by the hand and going, we're going to the wilderness, and you're going to have to hunt for your own toilet paper. <laughs> you're going to find out what life's about. It's like, you know, we've been mothered. The body of Christ in America, especially, has been mothered so much that we can't, you know, we take a hard, you know, a little bit of hardship and we fall apart. But daddy's taking us to the wilderness. He's holding our hand. He's going to teach us how to, you know, use uh, the leaves and, and the bushes and, you know, whatever we can get our hands on to clean ourselves up. We're going to have to maybe hunt a little bit for our food. What does that mean? What does it mean by hunting for a little bit for your food? You might actually have to spend some time in the Word instead of coming to church and getting fed by your pastor. 
Okay, that's the problem is, is we've been, we haven't been able to, to scavenge and scound for our own word. We come around and we, we prostitute the prophets. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I'll be teaching a marriage class when this is over with. Susie and I have been married 40 years, and uh, they just sentenced us to 30 days of quarantine. I don't think my marriage can handle 30 days of this, so somewhere in the middle of it, we're going to switch roles, and she's going to be in charge. Oh, she already is in charge. She just informed me of that one, so maybe she'll let me be in charge. So our, you know, our 40th anniversary, you know, what did you do for your 40th anniversary? Well, I traded some toilet paper for some candy because that's about the best we can do, you know, but you know, you're learning, you're, you're learning some things, you know, my, my neighbor across the street who would always come over and get what he needed out of my garage and vice versa. Do you have this? Yes, I do. He will leave it outside. I'll get it. I don't want to meet you. Whoa. You know, people are serious about this. And they need to be. But uh, I want to talk to you about what is Easter? What, what does it represent? It's Resurrection Sunday. You know, we, we, I, I'm just, I can honestly say that I'm in the absolute final edit um, of the book, The Baptism of Innocence, and, and doing the final read-through today. Uh, I, I just was starting to weep when I had written the encounters I had Years and years ago, in the beginning of my walk with Jesus, I had had an encounter with Jesus because I would, had been addicted to pornography. I, I had I had a lot of uh, 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 emotional issues, but here I'd fallen in love with Jesus, and I was trying to walk in holiness. And I, 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 I was crying out for some deliverance is really what I, I didn't know what that word was then. But I needed to be delivered from the torment of my own mind. And uh, in this book, The Baptism of I wrote, wrote very very clearly this encounter and I was wrapped my arms around the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and I was weeping and worshiping and I looked up and he was hanging on the cross and I had seen where they had pierced his side and the sword went in because they were down here with a tall sword and the wound went like this so there was a the, the top of the wound was was higher up here the bottom of the wound was here on his side and the water had come and the blood had come, but then there was this thick blood that came out of the bottom part of that wound, and it, it, it came out of off here, went down, went around his thigh, but where his feet were crossed, and they nailed with one nail, it, it caused the blood to come from the thigh and come directly over the kneecap and come right down the shin bone. And I'm looking up at this. Jesus is absolutely naked because not only did he take away your sin, he took away your shame. In his culture, the worst form of shame was to show your nakedness, and he was naked. And that blood came down his knee, over top of his knee, down his shin, and came to the part where his foot was like this, and it found its way around the nail. It pulled up around the nail, and then the blood came, and it, it just pulled up and covered his big toe, where the nail of his big toe had been. As I'm looking up, I watched one drop of blood leave his toe, and I felt it hit me on the top of the head, and deliverance had come. Deliverance had come. But that isn't Easter, by the way. That's the crucifixion. I'm going to tell you, the body of Christ, as good as the crucifixion was, 
we've made an idol out of the cross. Did you hear me? We wear it on our chain. We honor the cross. Some of us still have Jesus hanging on it, but he ain't there no more. The problem is we made such an idol out of the cross, we forgot that, that Easter is not about the cross. Easter is about the resurrection. Am I preaching to myself here? See, see, we need to repent from the idol of the cross and received what he said, it is finished. When he said it was finished, he meant it was finished. And when he says it's finished, he took away your sin. He actually became your, he didn't just take away your sin. He became your sin. See, 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 when it says he just forgave me of my sin, it's almost like the devil can say, yeah, but there just wasn't enough uh, evidence to convict you. That's why you're forgiven. You won the court case. No, there was no court case. He became my sin. He removed the DNA of sin. There is no bad dog that if I feed the bad dog, Jesus is mad at me. The dog's dead. There is no bad dog anymore. He became the bad dog, and he killed it on the cross. And so the bottom line is the bottom line of this is, is, is that when Jesus went to the cross, he died. He performed everything he said. He said, Father, forgive them. Then he said, they know not what they do. He declared us innocent. And then he said, it's finished. Do you understand the work of the cross can be tied to Jesus saying to his disciples before the cross, in that day, you'll do greater works than me. You can tie those two, two scenarios together. Why? Because when he arose from the cross, when he arose from the, the, the grave three days later, the first thing he did was go in, 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 into a, a, a prayer meeting of fear. Fear will make people collect together because they were afraid. And he said, peace. And then he breathed on him and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he made the statement, whosoever sins you forgive, they'll be forgiven. Whosoever sins, they'll be retained. They'll be retained. That's the greater work that he was talking about. And the problem is that we'd rather keep him on the cross so we don't have to actually forgive people their sins. Because if I actually forgive you of, of your sins, I can't hold any records against you. Then I can't control and manipulate you. That was good. That's really good. But see, the greater works is I can forgive sin without going to the cross because he did. And I was with him on the cross when he was crucified, but I'm also with him when he was resurrected. And that's, that's the portion that, the, that, that Easter is talking about. It's the resurrection. You know, as the sun comes up on Easter morning, listen, Jesus, Jesus was out of the tomb. Let me tell you some funny little scenarios that I've caught in my walk with God. Mary, you know, when something catastrophic happens in your life, this is what I've learned by my experience. This is not a new doctrine or theology. But what I've learned is something happens, a divorce, a death, um, a, a job loss, something emotional, out of your control, <laughs> pandemic. Listen, there's people without work. It's out of your control. Now what are you going to do? Yeah, you should have saved money. You should have had this. You should have had that. But it's out of your control. But let me tell you something. Once the reality of that uh, assassination, 
Did you hear me? Once the reality of that assassination hits you, within three days, you're going to have to make a choice. Within three days, just like Jesus came out of the grave victorious, huh, or he, you're, you're going to have to make a choice to come out of that grave and get on the other side of that catastrophic situation and let God show you your future. You're going to be a victim or you'll be victorious within three days. You make that choice. But Mary went to worship in the garden. Mary went to worship in the garden, and the, the tomb was empty. And then she was like, who has stolen my Lord? Because, see, everybody wanted to fix the scandal. Because he had declared he was going to rise on the third day. So they figured someone's going to steal his body, and it's going to be a big old uh, government scheme. You know, this pandemic is a government scheme. It's another government hoax. It's China's fault. It's our fault. It's our military. It's, it's the Antichrist. No, nah, I think it's Christ. There's no anti in this. He's using it. I gotten closer with God. Anybody got closer to God? It's amazing how much I can pray now. It's amazing how much Susie wants me to go pray. Yeah. And my employees are like, yes, Lord, save that boy. Um, but, but listen, there's a three-day process that when Mary went to touch Jesus, he said to her, you got to catch this, do not touch me. Why? Because it was still coming from dark today. It hadn't quite, he hadn't finished it yet. Finished what? The assignment of the crucifixion. He still had not ascended to the Father in the fullness of the Father and brought his redemption to where sin started. He had not gone to the Father to cleanse where Lucifer had, had rebelled against God himself. And so let me tell you something. Not only does the resurrection great for us, the resurrection is great for everyone. And, and, and not only did he become your sin, he took sin back to its origination. The original rebellion. Not the garden. Heaven. So once he took his blood, he cleansed the mercy seat in heaven again. His blood was not going to be needed again. You catching this? No more shedding of blood. Why? His was shed once and for all, all the way back to the root of sin. So he shows back up after he went and did that, um, and, and his disciples are really messed up. He walks in the middle of a, messes up a good fear prayer meeting, and, and says, peace be still. What are you going to do when you gathered with fear and somebody comes and takes why you gathered away from you? Hmm. Some of us can't come to church. We think they've taken God away from us. Well, if that is your perception, you weren't saved, my sweetness. I'm going to challenge your salvation. And if that is what you've allowed the fear and the coronavirus and the not being able to gather to do, you need, we just need to pray right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I don't know you. I invite you into my heart to have relationship with you because I have had idols of Christianity and not Christ. I got saved by the church instead of the Christ. Listen, if the church saved you, you feel like you've lost your religion. 
And that might be some of your problems because the church didn't save nobody. And so in this crisis, we're going to have to get our theology straight. <clears throat> I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here, but you all singing some pretty songs. So, so here's, here's his first visitation. He gives them power over sin. But he gave it to their will. Whosoever sins you forgive, they will be forgiven. Whosoever sins you retain will be retained. He gave us the option to be like him or to be religious and controlling. If God gives me the ability to tell Elder Gary, your sins are forgiven and I choose not to, I won't do it because I want to control him. I want him to feel guilty to where he needs me. I'm telling you, the church, religion, number one, the spirit of religion will not let you catch this concept because it will lose its control over you. And the problem is, is, that, is that we like to control people because if we can show you your sin and not give you the forgiveness of it, then we, you will keep coming back to us to getting a little relief. Maybe that's why we're not having church anymore. Because you can't come get your relief. Maybe you actually might need some relief. The real relief. The resin Christ. Maybe when we, this thing is over and we start gathering... We won't gather to grow a big church. We'll gather to take over a city, a nation, and a country. Maybe we'll actually be, make, maybe we will answer properly and not answer the way Cain did. What did he say? Where, where's Abel? Who am I, my brother's keeper? The proper answer is, I don't know. Let me find him, Lord. Or I know exactly where he's at, Lord. Now, do you understand the argument between Cain and Abel? The requirement was a blood sacrifice. He was a tiller of the ground. He had produce. He had no blood. He had no lambs. He had nothing. What he should have done is went and negotiated with his brother and say, can I have the best of your lamb? Here's the best of my fruit because the requirement of God is a blood sacrifice. He would have been good with God. But the problem with Cain was God required something that was beyond his ability to give his best. And his pride said, I gave the best what I had, but that wasn't the requirement. I'm telling you, God's going to make you give more than you think you're able to because he wants something that you've been keeping from him. Everybody wants resurrection power, but nobody wants to go through a death process to get it. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. That's a wonderful scripture. Keep reading. And gave himself for her. That's good preaching right there. The second visitation after the resurrection Christ, he comes back into the same type of prayer meeting. It's a corporate meeting and Thomas, Doubting Thomas. Listen, we should never call him Doubting Thomas. Have you ever studied Thomas? Thomas, Thomas was bad to the bone, man. Thomas was probably more religious than Judas. Now, why would I call Judas religious? Because Judas knew the wages of sin was death, and, and he went and hung himself before the cross. If he would have waited another 24 hours, he could have been forgiven for his sin, and he wouldn't have had to judge himself. 
He knew the wages of sin. He tried to give the money back. So he was religious enough and committed enough to actually hang himself. Peter, the big mouth, he just went fishing. He quit. I'm going to go back and do what I do best. Oh, well. But Thomas, there was something about Thomas. He says, I I know you all said you saw him, but I ain't seen him. Uh, We we, we got a guy that's scheduled to come preach. I don't know with this virus thing. I don't know when he's going to come. He's supposed to come next week. Um. He would always tell me, I never had an encounter like you had with God. And I want an encounter like you had with God. I want He just always just almost mad at God because God showed up to me and didn't him. I don't know if it was competition or this brother thing. But, but he, he's wanted, well, he, I've talked to him in the last month. That's why he's coming. He's had an encounter. It wasn't the same encounters I had. He has had an encounter, and you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his heart. Listen, it takes an encounter. Thomas made a statement until I put my hand in this nail prince, until I put my hand inside, I will not believe. Listen, some of you have put such, so much demand on your belief that you may never believe. Because Jesus said, listen, blessed are those who believe when they don't see. But Thomas, since you put a demand on me, what did he? I, he put a demand on this scar and this scar, two scars. How many scars would Jesus have had through that crucifixion? Hundreds, fifteen hundred, two thousand. The cat of nine tails, the thorns, the, the 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 beatings. How many scars would he have had on his physical body? It says he was beat beyond recognition. So how many would he have had? Thousands. How many did he show him? The two that were required for him to believe. The problem is the body of Christ has not experienced the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ um, to the point of our healing. Because we walk around and our scars is our message, not our healing. We would rather have scars because we could actually get sympathy. Well, you know, I'm just a divorced single mom, and this is the way it is. And you're looking for a handout. Well, you know, I just got beat up. I got this. I got. You, you'd, rather, you'd rather talk about your scars than get healed and become the head and not the tail. Become what you're supposed to become. Am I meddling? I'm meddling, aren't I? But but listen. So so what what I'm saying to you is that you can come through a resur- a death and resurrection, and you can have scars. But those scars are only optional and only useful for somebody else's benefit to believe, not your not your ability to control and manipulate. That's Jezebelic. There we go. So his second visitation after the resurrection was for Thomas. I think the rest of them kind of enjoyed it too. But it was really focused for Thomas. I can remember some going into certain services so hungry and so desperate to need to hear God's voice. Big 2,500 member churches in Jacksonville, big conferences. The prophet, they always found me. Why? I was like a Holy Ghost vacuum cleaner. I could suck a prophetic word out of a prophet. Why? Because I knew that they could hear God. I knew that they could hear God and I would get it. Why? Because I was desperate. 
That's what Thomas did. He pulled Jesus into a meeting that was about him. Do you know it's okay? It's okay if there's certain meetings that ain't about you. It might be about somebody else. But why, why aren't you the one they're pulling the word from? Why aren't you the one they're pulling the encouragement from? Because it's not just the pastor. It's when the body can start healing the body, we're going to see a move of God on the resurrection power like we've never seen. The third visitation. He shows up. Peter had already put his, he put his shingle up, and he went back fishing. He had Thomas with him. He had a bunch of, bunch of them, I think seven of them total. You'll look at the scripture. <clears throat> Fished all night, didn't catch anything. I'm going to tell you something. I got a bunch of employees. We're fishing all night. We ain't catching a lot right now. And I'm just waiting for God to say, hey, I'm, fine. I'm looking for Jesus. I'm looking for Jesus on the shore going, hey, throw your net on the other side. I got I got Ron going, hey, do another webinar, do another video. Let's let's try this. It's amazing what you'll try when you try when you're hungry. And when you, you see things not working. And listen, they've toiled all night. And and they're the professional. And this 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 guy on the beach, they didn't recognize who he was. He said, Hey, children. Go read the scripture. Children. Isn't that amazing? Never read in scripture where he called them children. They were disciples, they were brethren, they were apostles, they were saints. All of a sudden, they became children. Why? Because he had gone to the Father, and he had laid his humanity down, and he was the full Godhead. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he called them children. Catch that. Something had shifted. The resurrection shifted our responsibilities. Because then he, they figured out who he was, and he, they showed up on the bank with this big harvest because they obeyed him and fished on the other side. That, and, and it was amazing. The harvest produced the image of who they knew who he was. A good harvest will give you a revelation that he, who the real fisherman is. So, so they figure out who he is. He's got, he's got fish frying a, over a fire, and he says, hey, I need some of your harvest. In other words, Jesus didn't have enough fish to feed them. He only showed up with, I think he probably showed up with five loaves and two fishes. But he had seven men that are hungry. Are you catching this picture? The role had reversed. Jesus only had two. He had less than he needed. Let's put it to you. There. I, I think it's two. Two fishies and five loaves of bread. But let me have some of your fish. I need some of your harvest. See, the greater works that he was talking about, he said, you'll do greater works than this when he took two fishes and five loaves and they walked away with 12 baskets and fed 5,000 people. The role has reversed and the harvest, the anointing, the miraculous is on the disciples now and they don't know it yet. They didn't know the voice they obeyed that brought the harvest was Jesus yet until the harvest actually told them who to obey obeyed. Some of you need to be just gutsy enough to fish on the other side when you think you know everything. So on this side of the cross, on this side of resurrection, the miracles are in our hands as we obey his voice. Miss Stephanie, you want to come to the piano? 
The miracles are in his voice as we obey. So, resurrection morning. Here's my challenge to you. Has Jesus showed you enough of his scars that you believe enough that you shouldn't have yours? Or have you turned your scars into your own theology? To where when Mary went and found him at the tomb, he was coming out victorious or would you rather be a victim I'm telling you you can't take some scars where we're going but you got to have the ability to show some just for somebody else's benefit not yours I love the insurance commercial that says we we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two I love that commercial Listen, we, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two me and mama have been married 40 years. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Okay, we've done a thing or two. <laughs> huh? We got the goods. But we're no longer scarred. So it's time to reintroduce yourself to the risen Christ. The risen Christ that lives in you is the same spirit that raised from the dead lives in you. The same spirit that lives in you spoke to pots that had death in it and death left. Spoke to the prophets that had the same spirit spoke to axe heads and it floated. Spoke to dead and they came alive broke two fishes and some bread and fed thousands the same spirit that rose on Easter morning lives in you it is time to figure out how to hear the voice of God and know with your pride that you may be a professional con artist you may be a professional this or a professional that but hear his voice say throw that net on the other side Try something that you never thought would work and watch me do something. God is looking for someone to believe him. God is looking for someone to obey him. Go see that neighbor that has rejected the gospel 150 times and it's the 153rd time. And it's because he caught 153 fish in that harvest. But you gave up on God hasn't. God wants you to go with his power and his spirit and the miraculous. I believe healing and the, the miraculous is going to become the bell of the gospel. I believe we're about to see a harvest so big that we're going to start recognizing Jesus on the beach with some fish and chips. This is my Easter message. Find the risen Christ and obey him. Let the mind of Christ be your mind. Let your obedience become your vehicle to see provision beyond measure.
emotional provision, financial provision. As I laid in bed last night and thought about what Rusty said about the body of Christ, about the church, we've been mamaed too much. Listen, some of us are in dire, dire straits in trouble because we're home with our family. That's why you come to church because that's the only time you can play, have peace. You have no peace in your home because you have not really been introduced and received the risen Christ and taken proper responsibility. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. Wives, lay your life down for Jesus Christ. And listen, some of the strife and some of the bickering and some of the destructive behavior will have to cease when the risen Christ comes to the forefront. I'm telling you, the day is coming where we're going to find out if we're the body of Christ or if we're just a bunch of churchgoers. And I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of glad. I, I actually, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm prophetically speaking, I've, I've, I've been praying it. Some people have been asking me some answers and I haven't had them. I've been praying. I honestly believe this is a dress rehearsal. This is to get us to awaken as the body of Christ and get our houses in order. Listen, not our churches in order. Actually, he's shut down the churches because I think our churches was a substitute for our houses. Hello. Come into the church, and I, Pastor. I feel, oh, Pastor, I love this place. I just have my peace here. Okay, how are you at home? Is there peace in your home? No, there's strife, there's pornography, there's open doors, there's stuff going on. It's time to clean your house. Quit coming to the church because you can't clean your own house. So now that you're home for the next 30 days, clean your house. Throw away some stuff. Have a little bonfire. Call it a sacrifice. Am I right? Lord, I thank you for this message. I thank you that I have irritated a few people. I want to irritate some people. Actually, Lord, your Bible says to provoke them to good works. I hope I have irritated you to fish on the other side of the boat. I hope I have irritated you to demand that Jesus comes and shows you the two things that you need to see. And when he shows them to you, you get as committed as Thomas. Thomas led half of Asia to Christ. Actually, Thomas probably led more people to Jesus and, and did more than Paul did. If you really look at the historical record, I wish you were some doubting Thomases. This is the time and this is the season. And since you're on a field trip with Daddy God, the Father, maybe you might want to quit nursing on Mama and find out who you are in Jesus Christ. Still worship some. And then close it out for me.
we thank every single person that comes in front of you because we celebrate you. We celebrate you today because you drew us into you as that sacrifice and we all died with you which means we rose with you and now we're here carrying you inside we carry you inside but we don't carry it for ourselves we carry it for everyone else so let us be those fish in the water let us be part of the harvest let us let us not be just the the net thrower let us be the fish because we're next to other fish let it be bigger than us let it be as big as you are in us we thank you lord that this is the day that you made us part of you we celebrate you we honor you we glorify you in jesus name be well thank you for tuning into today's message from identity church to know more about us go to identitychurch.net where you'll find resources such as a calendar media and upcoming events you may also download an app for your mobile device from the apple app store or google play then from your mobile device you can hear our messages Read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on the social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.